People, 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 welcome back to See Through Panel, a comic book discussion podcast. My name is Cole Harvey. I am here with Fahed Rahman. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about our top five classic manga. I believe our only specification for this was it had to begin the run for 2000. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So I may have cheated a little bit. Uh, I think almost all of mine end in the 2000s, but yes. at least they begin in the 90s or the 80s. Yes. So. Yeah. And, and I've slightly cheated on one of my ones as well. So um, do you want to uh, do you want to go first with kind of like your first pick? Yes. I'll, I'll get this one out of the way. So uh, my first one was Akira by yes. Katsuhiro Otomo. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. It's yes, got to yes, be on there. It's yes, probably on like all the yes, top five lists. Yeah. Started in 82. I mean, it's Akira. I don't have to say a lot about this one. Everyone knows what Akira is. It's a great, I mean, epic sci-fi tale. Yeah. Um, I think it, it should be kind of worth saying, like, the. I think a lot of people would only be familiar about Akira through the anime. And yeah. the manga is a much different beast, I think. I think it's... Um, well, the, the anime ca- kind of captured some of this plot and the spirit of the manga like the manga is a much meatier meal there's a lot more going on in there and there's a lot more kind of complex interactions between various different uh, groups of characters especially kind of like the resistance underground element which i think kind of gets sidelined in the um anime a little bit so yeah yeah i i agree i watched the anime first and then got all of the uh six Six volumes, I think, because they're six or seven or maybe eight up. volumes. So yeah, the kind of yeah. like massive beat, uh, meaty books. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so it probably thing. comes out to a couple thousand pages. And uh, oh, easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, the movie definitely skips a lot of like the smaller scale character interaction. It skips some of the subplots. I think it ends, if I'm remembering correctly, it ends sooner than the manga does and in a different way. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely prefer the manga over the movie, but one is going to take you a little bit longer to yeah, yeah, absorb. A, a lot longer. And it's it's one of those books where I wouldn't kind of suggest that you read tome after, like each volume one after the other. You kind of need, a, you need to take your time with it and digest it and then kind of like maybe read one a month, I would say, rather than trying to just kind of like blast your way through it i did hit kind of apparently there is going to be like um a new adaptation of it uh i'm not the talking live about action the, not, not the live action one apparently there okay. there, there, there are plans afoot to make a new anime but like as a tv series kind of like as a, a, a you know maybe getting a little bit more into those um subplots that the 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 original anime film had to, to skip which i think is kind of quite exciting as well well, Otomo directed the first one because I believe it was before he'd even finished the story, which is yeah. why they have separate plots. So yeah. I assume he's probably not on board, but I'm pretty sure he's still I, I alive and think, kicking I, and yeah, writing. I think he is on board in like a yes. producer capacity um, at some points. It's been produced in Japan. So yeah, so that's yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of like my first choice on my on my list uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, where where have I put, where have I put my notes? Okay, uh, professional as well. So the next one on my list, so Akira is the first one on my list. The next one on my wrist list is so my my next one is uh, Ranma One Half by Rumiki Takahashi, and um, it's basically a res- it's kind of a gender swap comedy 
martial arts epic and it resolves revolves around um, a teenage boy called Ranmar uh, Saitama who has tra- trained in martial arts since an early age and him and his father go to these like mystical mountains and as a result of an accident they fall into a pool uh, during this kind of like tra- training journey on this mystical mountain and so as a result of that anytime he's splashed with cold water he changes de- genders and turns into a girl and Whoa. his father, as a result of like falling into this uh, pool, t- has permanently turned into a giant panda. So like <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's it's uh, it's full of like really fantastic action sequences, lots of like uh, comedy based around Ranmar's love life and kind of various um, girlfriends and fiancés he had, and playing a lot with like gender gender stereotypes and um, that sort of thing. It's been absolutely. I read this when I was like a teenager, so I'm. That, you know, my memory is a little bit faded of, of like, the actual details of the plot, and but I do have very fond memories of reading it and kind of laughing out loud, and just thinking, this is so weird. This is such a weird <laughs> book, but yeah, it's, it's, ab- it's absolutely um, uh, fantastic, and it's probably something that I, I didn't watch any of the anime or TV series or anything like that. So, just kind of thinking about what I'd put on this list, this is something I'll probably want to revisit at some point. But yeah, it's sex comedy slash martial arts action adventure story so yeah it so does the dad also change into a panda when splashed with water or is he a if panda I, all the time if i remember correctly he's a he is a panda all the time okay that because sounds I think, insane I think, yeah i think he fell into the pool of water for a longer period of time as so i think like each it's kind of a little bit like one piece where kind of each bean where each kind of like cursed fruit gives you a magic, different magic power. I think each yeah. pool had a different kind of like cursed effects okay. on it. So yeah, so like Ranma, you know, when he gets splashed with cold water, turns into a girl, but when he takes a hot shower, he turns back into a boy. So it's kind of like, and you know, the entire manga series is about him dealing with his love life, being challenged by various other martial arts rivals and looking for a cure for this, this curse that he's, um, he's dealing with as well. That sounds pretty cool. I had never even heard of that one. Yeah. My second, uh, these are in no particular yeah, order. Yeah. Um, would be Blam or Blame. Uh, okay. It's, I think it's spelled Blame, but I think it's said Blam, like a gunshot. Okay. Um, it's by Sutomu Nihei. I'm terrible at pronouncing names. It is a like far, far future sci-fi, I might even say a little bit of horror it follows Killy, who is a uh, kind of a solo traveling, I guess adventure is the word. And he's basically traveling. The whole thing is him traveling through this giant mega structure that is being created by robots. And is I think at some point they say it goes from like close to the sun to like the earth, the moon's earth. Like it's that big and it's a big circle of that size. Or the Earth's moon. I think I said it backwards earlier. Uh, so it's like a giant, multiple planet-wide uh, building that he's trying to travel through to get to uh, uh, basically a MacGuffin. It's almost got no words. Uh, Nihei is in a very early stage of his career where he uses a lot of heavy blacks. If you look at some of his stuff now, Knights of Sidonia, he does now. Oh, I think you've mentioned this before. Yeah, this is yeah, one of my yeah, all-time yeah, yeah, favorite. Yeah. It probably have, yeah. And uh, so he uses a lot of heavy blacks. Now he like almost uses no blacks, or at least for a while he did there. And uh, yeah, the art's incredible. And the story is really complicated and weird. And 
incomprehensible at times, but you get it at the end and it definitely rewards a reread. It's like six big. It's probably the same length as Akira, almost almost the same. And this came out in 97. So just real close to that that rule that we made. But yeah, this is one I would recommend to any manga fan because it doesn't I don't see it talked a lot about, but it's probably tied for my top manga of all time. Okay, that's a that's a I mean that's a something I probably should check out because it's kind of the second time you've you've mentioned it. So it's definitely something I'll, I'll probably check out as well. My next pick is Blackjack by Osamu Tezuka. So I think Osamu Tezuka is kind of one of the founding uh, pillars of uh, modern day uh, manga um, oh, yeah. in Japan. And um, Blackjack, it's it kind of deals with the adventures of this kind of rogue doctor named Blackjack, and he he's kind of styled as this kind of medical mercenary that doesn't have like a, a, a license to practice medicine or perform surgery and a shadowy figure. And um, it's not like there's an overarching story, kind of all the uh, self-contained stories um, and the kind of like morality tale. So um, he, he, you know, he does a lot of medical services for free for, for for poor people that can't afford it. But when rich people hire him out, he'll kind of accept the challenge um, of that as well. So it's a very intriguing look at um, kind of like morality tales as told through the eyes of a, a rogue surgeon, basically. So and it's 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 kind of nice because you can kind of read each book as a self-contained thing is not one of those ones mm-hmm. where oh if I, I i have to start it from the beginning that's not necessary you can kind of like jump in through the middle absorb the stories that's way so for me is a it's a bit of a strange comparison but it's a little bit like law and order in terms of like you can, can just just like pick up a volume and just read it and just have a, yeah. a self-contained story that way so yeah yeah tezuka's uh there's nothing much to say about tezuka but um i have read He's got like all these classics like Buddha and Astro Boy and Blackjack and stuff. Yeah. And I have not read one of them. I need yeah. to get on that. I mean, that's kind of, I was kind of racking my brains about kind of manga that I'd read. And there's so many like classical, uh, um, popular manga that I've just not touched on. So I think we m- maybe need to maybe start tackling some of those. I mean, I hear so many great things about, um, uh, you know, so, so many of these ma- manga series that I've just n- not, not touched at all. So yeah. Yeah. There's just so much. I mean, it's like when you jump into any culture's um, yeah. uh, mediums of art. Like when you go to comics, you realize like there's just a million things you haven't seen and you'll yeah. never see all of it. So Yes. Yeah. My next one I've definitely talked about before, but I won't stop. It is Blade of the Immortal. And it is tied for my probably my favorite with um, Blame. It's kind of a dark fantasy set in, I think it's the Eo era of Japan. It's written and drawn by Hiroki Samura. It is basically the tale of a killer named Manji who has been essentially cursed with being nearly immortal. He can regenerate limbs or sorry, he can put his limbs back on. He can survive, you know, getting stabbed through the heart. And he is on a quest to assist this young girl. And kind of it's all about morality. Um, It's got some of the most interesting characters I've seen in a manga, most well-developed, consistent characters um, Haruki Samura is uh, an awesome writer and he's an even better artist. And um, this stuff is like top tier manga for me. It's it's violent. It's funny. 
It's got, I guess, a little bit of romance, and it's like a sprawling adventure that goes for, I have 10 omnibus versions, so probably okay. like four wow. volumes longer than Akira or so. Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of like a big beast to, to tackle. Really. I think I read it over the course of like a year and a half, yeah. Yeah, so this was my younger brother's favorite manga, kind of when, when we were kind of growing up. He read the... Uh, trade paper, trade not trade paper, but kind of like the volumes, kind of like vociferously. And you know, whenever I go into his room, kind of I'd see these open pages of kind of like the you know because like uh, the main character, his power is kind of like it's powered by worms, kind yeah, of inside worms. his body, kind of like that stitch him back together. So kind of very viscerally violent um, action scenes, and yeah, so it kind of reminded me a little bit of that vibe of kind of like what Wolverine would have been if he was like a Japanese samurai. Well, he was, yeah. he is a samurai, isn't he, sort of? But yeah, they, that kind of like, that sort of like super healing uh, uh, power. Uh, yeah, but it's very well. grounded, which is yeah. which is weird because, yeah, he's got like, he is almost Wolverine. I've never made that comparison, but it yeah. seems obvious. Yeah, and yes. um, he, the one more interesting thing you reminded me of, the violence, he does a thing called like, he stops doing it, but near the beginning, like the first half, uh, he does like death murals. So whenever there's like a big story beat that involves someone dying, he'll like, he, he like does a completely different style and like shapes it in like a mural layout. It's really, really beautiful. Uh, I, I mean, I do remember kind of the art being absolutely like, drop dead gorgeous. So yeah, that's yeah f- 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 another fantastic pick and probably something like I do have access to it. I think my, my local library does have kind of like, quite a few of the trade paperbacks so probably something i should uh and i think it's available on the, the app as well so i probably should check that one out as well so my next one is another kind of a hard-hitting pillar of the uh you know classical manga text is norsica of the valley of the winds by hayao miyazaki that's um, my next one yeah so it's i read this again as like a teenager and it tells the story of norsica a princess in a uh kind of small kingdom in uh post-apocalyptic earth and kind of uh there's this toxic miasma that's covered the land and um there's kind of these warring uh kingdoms that are trying to survive during this kind of like period of environmental uh disaster and kind of like the survival of humankind is uh under threat and it's very much a environmental uh, fable kind of about the you know it covers a lot of like heavy themes about kind of like environmental disaster the nature of uh war and uh corrupting uh, the corrupting influence of of power loyalty and treachery and all those sorts of things and again people might be more familiar with the anime the uh a- a- anime ad- adaptation i'm uh, the anime adaptation's fine but it is uh, you know, unlike Akira, I can kind of see why the the manga and the anime are kind of held in equal esteem. I don't think the anime adaptation of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind touches the manga at all. No, I, think, like, I love it, but it's, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, kind of like it's, um, th- there are ideas that presented and images and panels presented in, 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 the, uh, in the manga that still remain with me today and kind of like when I do my creative writing, this kind of, well, I'm going to steal the idea, but I'm going to kind of remix it (laughs) a little (laughs) bit. So I, out of all the, you know, the the books that we've, we're kind of talking about today, kind of, this is the one that I really wish 
had received kind of a longer series TV adaptation because there's so much meat in in the books that um that doesn't get kind of touched on in in the um in the original anime. So yeah, so again, it's it's one on your list as well. So yeah, if you could maybe talk a bit about why why yeah. it's on your list too. Yeah, I um I read this several years ago. I can't yeah. recall. It's been a while. And um, yeah, I was a huge fan of Studio Ghibli and the movie Nasca the Valley of the Wind was one of my favorites. And I had never realized that while Miyazaki wanted to do animation the whole time, he needed some, um, he needed some respect. He needed some experience. And so he did this as a manga and kind of, this is like what kicks off Studio Ghibli, I believe. Yeah. If my, my history is correct. And so, you basically have this manga to thank for all the fantastic Miyazaki movies that he's produced over the years. And uh, it is a, I've said that the other ones are like sprawling adventures. This one is like, it's a, a complete epic. You yes. follow a huge cast of characters. It's a revolving door of new characters. It's unlike a lot of manga in the sense that it's not decompressed. It's actually very dense. Yeah. It's probably half the link to some of the stuff I've already talked about, but it's, so dense it might have taken me longer to read it yes um and just so much occurs and just like akira it's vastly different from the movie both are great but it's just a completely different thing obviously if i had to pick one i would pick the manga it's it's longer it's got yeah. more to it it's more complex uh yeah and i mean the art i won't even it's yeah, miyazaki, it's miyazaki yeah. of course yeah um kind of the other thing i would say kind of about nausicaa um of the valley of the wind is i i really truly believe it's one of the finest fantasy stories um ever told and i think it's i think it's such a shame it's not kind of held up in like the same breath as things like um lord of the rings or game of thrones or um those sort of stories. I, I i really it's kind of um it was like it just it's, it was so influential on kind of on, on my view and what kind of was creatively possible um, in, in comic books and in manga storytelling and kind of like the type of ideas and the type of characters because Nausicaa herself is just such a fantastic um, oh, yeah. protagonist, kind of like one of the, the all-time great um, uh, fantasy heroines um, in, in, in literature, really. So, and, they, you know, they've got some superb villains who are well-rounded and well-written you kind of understand their their motivation for doing the horrible terrible awful no good very bad things that they do um but yeah it's it's um yeah it's a, it's a superb epic and if you've not read it really do genuinely um check it out yeah there's a giant slipcase edition that has the whole story and i would recommend it. it's so beautiful on the shelf and it's like absolute classic in terms of manga and just storytelling in general he's right if if they made this into a one or two season animated show, I think it would be held in as high of regard in, in anime as Game of Thrones is held in regard in yeah. American TV. It's just yeah. that good. I mean, in, in terms of like, uh, you know, TV storytelling, the closest thing in tone for me is probably Avatar, um, the the last airbender it's kind of got that same kind of like sweeping it but it's i think it's a lot darker than that at the same time so yeah it's kind of all, you know one of my um all-time favorite uh stories i think um, it's a little less meandering as well than avatar yes which yeah. avatar is good for that like it's a good thing about the show but this one's a little bit more um we stay on plot yes <laughs> on the main plot yeah yeah uh so i think it's your your i think that was yeah. both on on both our lists wasn't it so yeah we um, doubled up so yeah um what's the next one on, on yours? Um, so I think this is my last one because we've yeah. been doubling up yeah, so much. Yeah. Um, 
I put Berserk, which, I mean, okay. all my answers are pretty basic. Like, yeah. this is just typical stuff that made it to America that I've heard about, but I love it all. And um, Kentaro Miura is um, one of the most amazing artists that's ever uh, put pencil to paper. And unfortunately, he did pass away a year ago or so. Um, so the Berserk will probably not be finished. And if it is, it's probably not by him, but one of his assistants. Um, and I'm not going to chime in on that because there's a hot debate going on about that. Uh, but it is, I mean, it's a dark, I think there's a lot of dark fantasy in manga. Wow. It's a very dark, like hyper violent and fairly sexual fantasy book that goes on for longer than any of the books I've talked about. I think there's going to be like 11 giant deluxe edition, uh, that come out and those things are like 1500 pages a piece or something. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah. it is yeah. huge. I mean, this yeah. is like 20 or 30 years of the guy's life. I yeah. think. Um, and so actually I could check that it is 89 until he died, which was like 20 or 21, I believe. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, he, um, I mean, there's, I'm not going to say anything about the story cause everyone's heard about berserk and there's a lot of twists. I don't want to spoil, but yeah. you're basically in it for the art and like the insanely dark rated R I repeat that story. Yeah. Um, if you just look up Kentaro Miura Berserk and look at some uh, some of his his art, you'll see like why it's worth reading. It's it's very very great to look at. So again, I think this is a, a manga that my my younger brother read. I always found it quite intimidating because I just I just but when I look at a lot of manga, um, I just think well, there's there's like thirteen volumes and it just seems like a massive investment of time and yeah, kind of like. I'm very worried about if I don't, if I won't get something um, when I'm reading these kind of like uh, massive uh, uh, texts. But I think a lot of a lot of people do talk about how it is kind of one of the you know one of the great um, mangas and one of the actually in terms of like its influence on other creators, how important it, it is in kind of saying in terms of both the art style and the yeah kind of the way it kind of the scope of the story as well i think was um it's been kind of held up as well and yeah there's a there's been a few anime adaptations as well and i always got kind of got confused about where i should start and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. um as well yeah i i actually first got into it there was like some netflix animated movies three of them yeah covers like the first three it probably covers the first 10 volumes if i'm being honest yeah uh and they are in that like new um cell shaded animation style like very digital yeah um so it's a little hard to watch for me i'm not a huge fan of that yeah but the story is great and um yeah it influenced so many things that i love like i don't know if you play a lot of video games but from software makes the dark souls games yes um yeah the uh, the oversized swords and the 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 bloody action yeah they're highly influenced yeah hidetaka miyazaki who makes those games is just a huge fan of berserk and there's tons of easter eggs and um, I feel like a lot more stuff than we give credit to was influenced by Berserk. And yeah, uh, yeah it's definitely one of the all-time greats, even if it never finishes. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's kind of such a shame, kind of like this and maybe Game of Thrones will yeah. maybe remain unfinished and we just have to maybe write our own uh, fan fiction. Um, yeah, that's I was that. just comparing those two in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my last one is actually a, a bit of a cheat because it was um, it was published in 2015. 
um uh it's dream fossil it's the complete stories of uh, satoshi Kon. so it's a collection of short stories that were published and written and illustrated before 2000 but this collection was only published in um 2015 so i'm kind of like fudging, well, that counts. <laughs> fudging fudging the rules uh really and it kind of it features uh 16 short stories including his award-winning debut uh, uh tarika and it's fascinating when you kind of um i don't know if you're a big fan of like satoshi Kon's like films but he he's a superb filmmaker whose um visuals and ideas and themes have been uh, kind of uh slavishly copied well slavishly is the wrong word but kind of like blatantly copied by um western cinema um and uh you can just see kind of uh yeah elements from his visuals popping up in um lots of like western movies as well and oh, so I'm, I'm rambling um it's fascinating to see how the, you know the same themes crop up again and again in his stories and his films and how there's that kind of earlier um obsession with the um idea of identity and um reality uh versus fantasy and the idea of there being this ideal future or a, a a goal that one needs to achieve and how kind of that sometimes that can be a little bit of um a, a poisoned chalice um i me for you know personally when i was growing up as a uh you know kind of like young, you know young adult teenager i really really loved like short story collections and uh especially kind of sci-fi fantasy short stories kind of well kind of my, my, my favorite things to read so just coming across this uh, collection of short, short, short um, story, uh, but short stories by um, Satoshi Kon was is that you know it's, his art is so beautiful and he's just got a master of framing and really he writes really great characters, really interesting uh, uh, dialogue. So yeah, it's um, it's a superb collection of uh, short stories by kind of one of the most preeminent voices in um, anime and filmmaking history really so yeah so that's uh, that's that's my last pick i had never even heard his name and i'm looking at some art right now and it yeah. is gorgeous yeah yeah he's he's you know made some of my um uh some of the best films uh at, you know kind of ever made uh he's so influential on on uh cinema and he's he's written a few uh mangas as well i think my, my i was debating whether uh putting on his um long form manga opus i'm sure i've read it i'm sure i've read it but i can't remember a thing about it and when i was reading like the wikipedia entries it's like i'm sure i've read this <laughs> i don't remember like anything described in this wikipedia entry so that's kind of why i kind of left it um left it off really so yeah this is the kind of thing that i will have on my shelf within a few months now and i will be yeah. talking about it again <laughs> yeah so it's it's a really good short story um collection is kind of like lots of interesting ideas in there um as well awesome i think that's all five from each of us cool great um that was fun we, we needed we need to do maybe not list more but branch out a bit more into some stuff yeah this is fun to do. yeah that's yeah that's great uh thanks for listening guys uh if you enjoyed this please check out uh see-through panel on instagram Check out our tip jar. We're going to have links for that stuff in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Uh, we really appreciate you watching. Yeah, and yeah, if you've got any comments, suggestions, or, or complaints, please email 
Cole at uh, seafoodpanel at gmail.com. <laughs> Mostly complaints um, is what that's for. Um, I need to put some extra spam filters on there. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks.